Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Disorder Podcast. My name is Jamie. If you're new here, first of all, just want to say if this is your first episode, just know that the mic quality gets better. I'm actually back home right now. I just flew back from London and went home home to my hometown for my university's homecoming. So, That's why the mic situation kind of is downgrade this week. So if this is your first episode, just know that the the mic quality is typically a little bit better. But I still, of course, wanted to record an episode for you guys live this week. Live meaning that I'm recording it right before I upload it versus pre-recording it. So that's my version of live. But I thought that there would be no better topic for today than talking about a season of waiting because if you guys did listen to my last couple episodes I was really kind of in just a lot of waiting I don't really know how else to describe that season besides just feeling stuck at a standstill and I vividly remember a couple years ago I got a book for some kind of holiday and it was a book about what to do when you feel like you're stuck in a season waiting and just kind of along that theme and topic and I remember trying to read it and just being like I couldn't finish it because I was thinking well this isn't me I I don't feel like I'm in a season of waiting I feel like I know what's going on in my life I know what's coming next I'm not waiting because I'm I'm you know acting I'm doing the actions of what I want to do I'm getting after what I want And so I just felt like I couldn't relate to it. And I had never really felt a season of waiting until the past couple months. And so I really wanted to talk about it because I know majority of the listeners of this podcast are my age in their 20s or in their teens. And I think that even if you're not in a season of waiting now, they will come. And they're pretty difficult. Just depending on how you handle them I think I handled it a different way at first but once I realized what what I was in and and what God was doing through me during the time my perception completely changed and it just became one of the biggest blessings going through that season and I'm still in it I at least have an end in sight as far as I as far as I know right now and but I really wanted to talk about it while I was still in it So that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in it, we're, we're both, we're both in it together. And I didn't want to talk about it after it passed because I think my perception obviously would change looking back on it versus being in it. I think that's always how it is. Anytime you look back on something, it's never as bad as it it was, as bad as it felt while you were in it. So I wanted to talk about it with fresh emotion and everything to really give my true opinions and thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into it. So for this topic specifically, I'm going to just tell the story of my past season of waiting because I think you can very clearly see what God was doing and how he was working through me and just how he really shaped me in the past six weeks, seven weeks, however long it's been. And so, yeah, I I think to do that, I am just going to tell the specific story and then we'll go into the broader sense at the end. But of course, I just want to start off by saying I'm extremely grateful. (laughs) I'm extremely grateful for 
the situation I was in, I know that I still had it very good while I was in this situation. So I don't want to discount that. And I, I, I know people are, are in harder situations with their season of waiting. So I'm not trying to discount anyone else's experience. I'm just sharing my personal experience. So if, of course, it seems that I am talking about my feelings during this time and, and maybe you are dealing with something that might seem a more difficult situation. Just know that my feelings are still valid. Your feelings are still valid. But again, I'm just talking about my specific situation. So I that's all I can do. I can only talk about myself and my feelings. So yeah, I'm still very grateful. I still know how blessed I am, but I'm just talking about my situation. So yes, let's let's start talking about it. So basically, I moved to Austin, as we know, and I touched on this a while ago, but genuinely, I don't know why I moved to Austin. I don't know anyone there. I don't have family there. I don't have friends there. I had no job, but for whatever reason, there was just a seed placed in my head of going to Austin. I have family in Dallas, and so I always thought I was going to end up in Dallas post-graduation. Well, Again, that seed was planted in my head and I just never thought twice. I just knew I would go to Austin. And so the way it turned out, my dad's best friend had recently moved to Austin and him and his wife, all of their kids are out of the house. They're adults. They have their own kids. So they said, hey, we have a couple extra rooms in our house. You're more than welcome to stay here until you get a job and kind of get, you know, get going and and find a good place to live. So I said, okay, wow, I'm still working remote freelancing I I freelance right if you don't know but it's remote I said there's no reason for me to not go now and just kind of get my root my roots going and get in interviews whatever else so I moved down there and I was interviewing with two companies specifically one of them I really would consider my dream company I applied kind of on a whim and genuinely didn't think anything would come from it but ended up getting like a phone interview, I think right was the one I got right before I moved down to Austin. But I was interviewing with a different company and I was further along in the interview process. So I actually had my last interview right when I moved to Austin. So we're going to call dream company, company A, and then we will call the other company, company B. So dream company, company A, other company, company B. Okay, so I moved down to Austin. I have my final interview with company B and they end up extending an offer, which was amazing. And I know that that is something that I'm very grateful. I feel very blessed that I got an offer from them. It was a wonderful company. And again, I'm not trying to discount any of that, but from the get-go, as soon as I got the offer, of course, that is something that I should feel very proud of and very excited for but immediately I just felt that it was not right for me and I felt that it was just not something I really wanted to do long term and the company really wanted someone who wanted to be with the company for a while and so immediately I really was just hoping for company A to come through to keep interviewing with them to see where it went and and all that stuff so I get the I get the verbal offer from company B and end up getting the written offer the next day and end up 
interviewing for company A, had my my two next interviews with company A the next week. So I'm interviewing with them and just am really getting sold on on working for company A. It just, like I said, it was my dream company. I, I really, really wanted to work for them. So I, I just felt very torn because of course I had this offer, but I was still in the interview process. At least, at least that was something. Well, a week goes by and I don't hear anything from company A after my interviews. And I just, I didn't really know what to do or where to go from there. I had kind of asked them if there was an update. They said no. So me out of habit, wanting security, I went ahead and accepted the offer from company B. And again, I didn't feel great about it, but at least it was something to be, have security with. So went ahead and accepted it. Well, (laughs) the next week I get a verbal offer from company A, from the dream company. And of course I start freaking out and I just asked them if they could send a written one before I pull out of company B. So they said, yes, we'll send a written one. And a week goes by. Mind you, during this time, company, I want to, I want to preface that company B had a background check going for me. And during that time, they still encouraged you to interview with other companies. So technically you're not committed to anything until the background check clears. So I just want everyone to know I was not going behind their back. They knew I was interviewing with other companies and that's what they, you know, kind of encouraged everyone to do until the background check was cleared. So the background check ended up taking a while longer, which is why I had this kind of leeway to go in limbo with, with the other company trying to get the, the written offer. But time went by and time went by and I hadn't heard anything. So I had been talking with company A, said, this is what's going on. I, I accepted this position with this other, well, I don't know if I said I accepted, but I told them, of course, that I had this offer and I would like to pull out in a timely manner and, and just what, seeing what was going on. And they basically said, they reopened their headcount. They don't know what's going on. They'll keep me updated as soon as possible. So of course I start freaking out because it's getting later and later with the process with company B and I really wanted to get where I needed to get. I'm kind of looking back and I don't know if I've been saying the right company for what or what, but I feel like you're getting the main gist. And if it's confusing, I'm sorry, it'll get less confusing in a second. This is just really setting up the scene because things start to get a little wild. So yes, basically I knew I needed to pull out soon, but I like that security. I liked having something I could fall back on. But I had this feeling in my gut that the reason company A, the dream company, was having kind of this back and forth with me was because I felt that I needed to take a leap of faith. I needed to pull out of company B without having anything to fall back on except for my trust with God. And as soon as I kind of came to that conclusion immediately I felt this peace kind of overcome me where I knew that was what needed to happen. So, but of course, me being me, you would think I would just automatically act on it, but no, but no, I I kept trying to wait as long as possible. So this is where I see the flights to London, the cheapest I've ever seen them, direct flights from Austin. I've never seen that before. 
for that cheap. The Airbnb that I had always had my eye on for my trip to London was open, best location for the exact dates were the only ones that were open. So it was just one of those things where it was too perfect. It was too perfect for me to not act on it. So I said, okay, I get 24 hours after booking the flight. You get 24 hours to cancel and get a refund. I said, okay, after these, I'll book it right now. And if in 24 hours, I don't hear anything about clearing the background check, I will just keep going with company B. Because as long as I'm not cleared yet, I can still push off the start date. But if I get cleared for the background check in the next 24 hours, I have to pull out of company B because I just booked this trip. Because again, let me, I don't know if this is getting confusing, but basically the background check that I was waiting on, if I got cleared in the next 24 hours, there was no going forward, taking my time. That means that I am cleared to work. So I need to pull out in that case of either company A, the dream company, or company B. I can't keep going after I'm cleared for the background check because past that point, I'm not supposed to be interviewing with other companies. So 24 hours go by and I'm not hearing anything. So I think I'm in the clear because at least if the, you know, the background check takes a little bit longer, I can tell them that I need to start past this trip to London. And still go on the trip, still kind of play limbo between what I what's going on with, with the job search and everything. 24 hours on the dot, on the dot go by, saying I was cleared for the background check. Meaning, I was supposed to start that following Monday, which happened to be the day I was supposed to leave to go to London. So I was like, alright, I see what's going on. I need to pull out of company B. I need to take that leap of faith. I think this was the final push God was trying to kind of send in my direction to say, hey, this is what I need you to do. I need you to trust in me for for once in your life. I need for you to genuinely let go of every hold you think you have on these situations and just let go and let me handle it. I need you to watch what I'm about to do. So I did go ahead and pull out of company B and it was honestly the scariest thing I've done you know in in that sense in that regard but as soon as I did it I felt so good I felt so at peace and I knew it was what God wanted me to do I still hadn't heard anything from company a they still weren't sure 100% if I was getting a written offer but I just felt like this was what God needed from me so the next couple weeks were pretty they were they were pretty rocky, I would say. I had a lot of moments of just sitting there like, God, what is going on? I had this company ready for me to work. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready to go and get working, but I'm just like sitting here and it, it just feels like a waste of time in some sense. And I just was like, I'm in Austin. I'm staying with you know, this, this couple and I'm just, I'm not working full time and I just don't know what's going on in my life. And I just, I'm ready to go. I felt like I was ready, but I just kept knowing that 
God was going to provide. Whatever was going to happen was going to be God's doing. So during this period of waiting, I just had so much reliance on God, more than I think I've ever had in my life, where I just completely got to the point where I gave it all up. I I stopped trying to control everything. I just said, I I need to do I'm gonna I'm going to keep applying to other jobs and if another one comes through, that's because God wants another one to come through. And if it doesn't, that's because he doesn't. So I continued to apply to jobs and I continued to get rejection after rejection. I mean, dozens, dozens of rejections to the point where every rejection I got made me feel more secure in the fact that I knew God was going to have my dream company come through I knew the written offer was going to come through there was not a doubt in my mind because I knew that I was doing what I needed to do and God was going to do the rest and it seemed like it was not another company by the way I was getting rejected so I just felt more secure in what he had in store for me but I will tell you this season of waiting it was hard for me it was hard sitting still it was hard not knowing what was coming next not knowing you know, kind of when the next steady paycheck would come in, because again, I was, I was freelancing and it's not, it's not a steady paycheck when you freelance. And so I really just didn't know what was coming next. And it really just led me to rely completely on him. So obviously I go to London and it was genuinely just the best experience of my life. And I know that sounds dramatic, but this was my first completely solo trip to Europe. And I was just completely by myself and it was just absolutely amazing. I learned so much about myself and my relationship with God throughout this week. And I just felt so, okay, this is very cliche and dramatic. (laughs) I feel like what I'm about to say, but I felt very free and content I felt very much like this was what God was leading me to was to get in the mindset I was in in London and when I came back I was just in this like fired up mindset that I was just so comfortable in who I am and so this is where things this is where where God really started to show up and and you know really fulfill his promises was the day the night before I was leaving London to go back to Austin, that is when I got the written offer for my dream company. And I, I did cry. I won't lie. (laughs) I feel like anyone would cry in that situation. Okay. But I was just sobbing. I was like, I knew that this was going to happen. Like I knew he was going to come through. I was not surprised at all when I got the, the written offer. I was just so content because I knew in that moment that if I had gotten the written offer when I wanted to, I would not be who I am. I would not have the tools I feel like I have now because it made me realize that it was not by my own doing. It was by God's will only, you know, I I feel like I really truly learned how to let go and let him show me where to go. And I learned that his plans were bigger 
than I could ever comprehend. I never in my life thought I would be working for the company I'm working for now. And it's a complete dream come true. And I would not be here if I was going by what I thought was a plan, the plan for my life. Because this is bigger than I would have ever thought. I never would have thought postgraduate life, I would be living in Austin working for this company being surrounded by the people I'm surrounded with, making the friends I have right now. It's just absolutely blown my mind. And I just learned that God's never late. The thing that really got me through were all of those stories where, you know, even where he he rose Lazarus from the dead. If you would ask Lazarus' family when he died from his sickness, if God was late, they would have been like, yeah, he's too late. He's dead. But yet God showed up and rose him from the dead. He's never too late. And and during that and through that, he has this something that just, you know, glorifies him and shows him in the light that he truly is. And I feel like that's the case for this situation too. Because throughout this whole situation, throughout this season of waiting, I have just been able to glorify God and show everyone that it's not because of me that I got this job. It's because of him. You know, it it took a whole six weeks for me to get that written offer and I got it, you know, because I was relying on him. I was giving it all to him and that is when I just let go of control completely and I wouldn't have done that without that season of waiting. So the summary of this whole story is God follows through on his promises. It's not over until he says it is. Even if it seems impossible, it's it's not done until he says it's done. And there was a verse that I recently read in Romans that really summed it up perfectly. And if you're looking for a good book to start your Bible reading journey, I really recommend Romans because I think it really expresses God's love for us in a really unique and wonderful way. And so the verse is Romans 8, 31 through 32. And it says, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And I absolutely adore this verse because I think the first part of this verse is the popular one. You know, if God's for us, who can be against us? Everyone who has, you know, a relationship with God knows that verse typically. I feel like that's the vacation Bible school, like, (laughs) go-to. But the second part of the verse really stands out to me and spoke to me. God gave us the unthinkable. He gave us his only son. And if he gave up his only son for us to be saved, why would he not provide for us in every single other way? He didn't give up his son for us to live this difficult life where we're alone and not taking care of and struggling constantly and and just again alone in our endeavors. He didn't do this amazing thing for us to be miserable on this earth and then leave after a certain number of years he did it so we could actually truly live and he will provide for us in every single way for us to live he saved us for a reason we have a purpose in this life and he's going to provide in every way to get to that purpose and I feel like it just really put into perspective that no matter what my situation is God is there in it with me he knows the outcome He knows where I'm going to go and who I need to be to get there. And that's just the thing. Like I said, I've changed so much in those, these past six weeks. I am so much more patient and reliant on God. 
I feel like I'm more humble. I, I'm just much more genuine in my relationships with people. I'm much more present in the moment. I'm not so set on what's happening the next day, the next month, the next year. I'm so much more in the moment. And like I said, I feel like if I got the job as soon as I wanted, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be the person I am, the friend I am, you know, the, the daughter. This is okay, like getting a little preachy, but you know what I mean? He just, he provided me with the tools to continue my life in a better way. And I just feel so incredibly blessed to have experienced this firsthand and just have this new perspective and have so much more of a close relationship to God from learning to rely on him completely than I probably have in my whole life and just be able to let go and know I was where God wanted me to be so I didn't need to worry about what was happening next because he would provide it so that was a very long-winded kind of um I feel like in a lot of these episodes towards the end I, I do get a little preachy so I feel like that was what I wanted to say I feel like that was my story that I wanted to really get out there but If you guys enjoy this or can relate to this or have just any comments whatsoever, please DM me on Instagram at Jamie Robin, J-A-M-I-R-O-B-B-E-N. I love reading your guys' DMs. I do cry when I read them. Again, I'm a crier. That's just something that's going to happen. But it really does mean the world to know that there are real people behind the numbers if that makes sense the unique thing about podcasting is in youtube of course you have views and those are numbers but you get comments you can you know see what people are saying and on instagram you again get likes but you also can have comments and dms and whatever but the unique thing about podcasting is you just really get a number and you can get reviews and but reviews you don't like I don't see the reviews on Spotify specifically like if if someone gives it you know whatever stars I don't see it I just see the average maybe I'm just not smart enough to know how to see that (laughs) see what people are saying whatever but so the way I really know how you guys are reacting to this is when you do send me dms on instagram so please keep them coming I love reading them I love reading them they really do keep me going and motivated so yes keep them coming please please keep them coming but that is all for today I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and yes if you did like I said kind of a little bit before um please do give a rating on Spotify because it does help me in the ranks so give it a rating give me a dm those are my two asks anyway I will talk to you guys in the next episode and that's it for me Bye.